Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to The Medium, a podcast presented by Tommy Media that's all about what's happening in the art and entertainment world. On today's show, we talk about upcoming movies, discuss some of the latest news, and give some content recommendations. Brad, let's get it going. Welcome back to our show. I was going to say our last episode, but this is the last episode. And not only is it the last episode of season three, it's also Reed's last episode because he's graduating. I'm graduating, guys. Yes. Uh, it's going to be so fun to walk, you know, virtually. Um, I'm Zoom. really excited. <laughs> well, um, Reed, it's been a fun time the past pretty much three semesters of us working on this podcast, developing it, bringing people in, us talking about some fun stuff. Um, this has been fantastic i've really enjoyed this i love i'm not i'm not a fan of talking but i just love talking about movies and entertainment like that is a true passion of mine and i'm glad i got an outlet for it and hopefully some people got to enjoy me and you just spouting off our 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 hot takes giving opinions that probably don't even matter but yeah like you said, I've had a good time doing it. Sad this is our last one as two hosts together, but I think it's going to be kind of a fun discussion. I let you pick a topic since it is your last one, and you came up with 2020 movie releases, or quote-unquote 2020, depending on Corona, but whatever. Um, yeah. So basically just movies that are up and coming, going to be coming out within the year, within the next year or so. So we both made a list and figured we kind of just run through them. Yeah, um, and I, I thought this would be an interesting topic. It was always fun to discuss, you know, upcoming movies. That's mm-hmm. one of my, like, favorite pastimes is to follow, like, the production of movies that I look forward to. Um, and obviously with uh, the COVID-19 crisis right now, everything's just thrown a loop. Like, there's several, um, several movies on my list that have already been pushed back several months mm-hmm. and others that are kind of up in the air. Um, uh, to start, um, two movies that have been pushed back significantly, um, Black Widow and No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie. Um, so I'm obviously a huge Marvel fanboy if you guys have been listening to our viewers. Um, it's been a highlight of the past three seasons, I think. I've had some hot takes. It's been, it's been real. Um, so I was, you know, uh, obviously would have gone to see Black Widow and, it's a movie, um, kind of a quick note, like after Avengers Endgame, I've kind of, I've almost like lost interest, like Avengers Endgame really closed the book on me or on that universe for me. Um, however, I'm still like dedicated. I know they always do a great job with movies, so I would have gone and seen that. Um, plus they're introducing a lot of cool comic book characters I would have loved to have seen on screen. Um, and then No Time to Die, um, I love Daniel Craig as James Bond and I was really excited to see this. 
uh, especially because there's a lot of controversy about this. Like they barely got James Bond back and they had a, like a slew of directors coming in and out um, for it. And I think the final director they got was, I think it's, I want to say it's Kerry Fuganagi, which is an excellent director. He did most of um, uh, True Detective season one, mm -hmm. which is an awesome piece of TV. I would, recommend that. I've talked about it on the show before. Um, so both of those were kind of a bummer that they were put off, but I think both of them, I know No Time to Die is in November now. I don't know when Black Widow is. I believe it's also November, I want to say, I but sometime in the fall. No Time to Die, that was one of the first big movies that announced getting pushed back to when all of this was starting. Yeah, like that one was initially to be released like mid-March. Mm -hmm. And that's when mm -hmm. everything went sour so no that was like a that was like the first domino to be dropped like when that was pushed back everyone was like okay so movies aren't going to exist for the next couple months then mm -hmm. uh, and that was that uh so i don't know i'm very it's a very interesting temple in this this time and I, i'm excited to see like they have a great production behind them so i'm excited to see daniel craig at it again um, Me too. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, also on my list, um, another kind of strange temple is Tenant, the upcoming Christopher Nolan movie. Um, and I forget the other star, but what? Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, what stars Robert Pattinson, who I'm very, I've been keeping my eye out on him for reasons that I will get to in a little bit. Why, for the new Twilight book? Yeah, for the new Twilight book. Um, no, it's... No, Robert Pattinson has moved on. He's, he's moved on. He's, he deserves he's better. Very, he's a very <clears throat> interesting actor right now. He does a lot of... Um, he's been doing a lot of indie films, but right now he's really breaking into the blockbusters, mm -hmm. um, specifically with, with Tenet, and most importantly for me, Batman. He will be playing Batman in two years, and I'm very excited. Um, I think he's a very talented actor, and they have a very strong cast and director and writer behind them, so I'm very excited for Batman. That was also on my list. But for Tenet, yeah, it uh, stars Robert Pattinson and uh, John David Washington, who I believe was in Black Klansman. But obviously, Christopher Nolan films are always huge. <laughs> um, if they're not nominated for Oscars, they still make like a billion dollars. Like, they're amazing. Um, With so his like, name attached to it, it'll get revenue just for that. Yeah, exactly. Let alone if it's actually good or not. You can count on it being yeah. good, but just because it's one of his movies, people will go see it. Yeah. Um, well, will it? Because it's set to be released in July and people aren't certain if things will open up by then. So that leaves Tenant in a very interesting place. It has not been moved yet, but apparently the director, Christopher Nolan, has been kind of um, pushing propaganda to get movie theaters up and running by that time. Mm -hmm. um, it could so, be kind of like the first big <clears throat> movie to bring everybody back in to theaters. That's what people are kind of expecting or kind of want, the movie industry wants. Like, they need a really heavy hitter to mm -hmm. really open up the, you know, the movie theater doors again. And 
they kind of expect that, or this is the perfect movie to do that. Yeah. Um, if not that, then like a Marvel movie or like Star Wars or whatever, like a huge franchise. But this is this is up there for one of the most effective blockbusters. Um, so I'm curious to see where that goes, whether they'll have to push it back or even if it'll make its money back. Because frankly, it's even if it does open up, a lot of people are going to be hesitant to go to theaters. So this is going to be a very interesting movie to watch for many different reasons. Um, anyways, also on my list, I have The French Dispatch. I believe that was <clears throat> also push, pushed. Um, that's the latest film by Wes Anderson. He's a quirky little guy. <clears throat> um, great cast for that. Don't know much about it other than that. I think it's about a newspaper. Um, and then I have a couple of horror movies down here. I have Candyman. Um, it stars an up-and-coming actor who I recently just really taken a liking to. He's a really strong actor, and he's very diverse. He's had a lot of supporting roles. Um, <clears throat> most recently, he was in the critically acclaimed HBO series, Watchmen. Sorry, I have a siren right here. There's some cops going by. <laughs> yeah. The cops found me, I gotta run. I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> you know what we wouldn't hear if we were in the podcast studio? Sirens. <laughs> Sirens, yes. Thank you, Zoom. Thank you, coronavirus. Um, let's see, what was I talking about? Well, yeah, Candyman. So it stars, I forget his name, and it's very hard to pronounce, but um, he's a very up-and-coming actor. He starred as, he was a major star in, um, in yeah, the HBO series Watchmen, which I really enjoyed, and will also be receiving a Peabody Award, so it was, like, really well-acclaimed. Um, he's been a lot of, like, strange stuff. Um, like, he was Black Manta and... and um, Black Manta and Aquaman, and he was in Us as like a father. Like he's had a lot of small supporting roles, but slowly been building and building to where he's now starring films. Like he's a really strong actor and he's like skyrocketed recently. Um, so I'm excited to see him in that. And the movies, it's like a horror movie based off of a movie from the 90s, but it's also, um, well, I really wish it was directed by, but it's uh, produced by Jordan Peele who is an awesome, awesome uh, director and producer in four movies. Most Similar famous for- I think his name Similar attached to it will kind of <clears throat> draw people in. If, it, if his name is attached to like something that's horror related, you know it's gonna be at yeah. least solid. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, he, Jordan Peele directed um, the Us and more famously, Get Out. I almost forgot. <laughs> what that movie was i could picture in my head i could picture the poster but the more famous of the two well what's its name i don't know yeah um but the actor's name that i'm rambling on about i'm gonna try and pronounce it he deserves a correct pronunciation yeah abdul mateen the second a uh, really strong actor and he's also he also starred in um an episode of black mirror the most recent series He's just in a wide variety of stuff. So he's, he's going places. I'm excited to see him do more things. Um, and finally, the last movie, also another horror movie, it's called Antlers. Um, it's a very, it looks very interesting. It's a horror movie directed by Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, Oscar-winning actor now. And it's, it looks like a creature movie, but 
the trailers have made it look very vague, but it looks, <clears throat> the atmosphere and aesthetic looks very creepy, very dark. And so I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. That's like just a horror movie that caught my attention. I'm like, I would, I would go see that in theaters. So yeah, obviously that one's coming out in October. I think similar with Candyman, those are kind of October releases, which is appropriate for horror movies. Mm-hmm. But Maddie, tell me what you're excited for in 2020. All right. Um, well, similarly to you, I had Tenant on my list. Again, I'm just a big Nolan fan. Um, I'm typically not into like action movies, but his I can get away with just because they're always so well done and interesting mm-hmm. regardless. Like there's more to it than just the action. Um, we've talked about that one. The couple of mine that were directly pushed back because of COVID was A Quiet Place 2, which is for vibes, I guess. That was supposed to come out in like mid to late March. Now, I don't think they have a set date. It was more of just once everything reopens again. Um, yeah. And that's a continuation <clears throat> right off the first one. And I don't know, like I, I like the first one. I'm excited for the second. I don't have the highest hopes because sequels a lot of times aren't great, especially for horror movies, but I still benefit of the doubt, hope it's gonna be good. Um, the other one that I had was Mulan that was also supposed to come out in March. And there was a lot of um, questions will, around this one yeah, because- I, Right, um, there's no singing. Right, right, yeah. It's gonna be, it's not gonna be. So that's, I think that's really interesting. I mean, what, what do you, I'm not a huge Mulan fan or a Disney remake fan, but what do you mm-hmm. think of that? Yeah, I'm not super into the live action remakes either but i think with this one they're changing enough of it to make it something new they're getting rid of the singing there's not as many of the characters um and i'm kind of here for it i'm excited to see a revamp of that story that's more accurate that's more representative and just better in general um love the original but i'm very excited for that and i hope it turns out especially now that we've had to wait even longer for it um and then my third movie that got pushed back was in the heights it's a movie version of the broadway musical in the heights oscar not oscar tony award-winning best musical by lin-manuel miranda it was his first one hamilton was his second and it just looks super fun and anthony ramos plays usnavi and it just it'll be a good summer movie if it comes out in summer but that's gonna be hype um I, when I looked up current, like, upcoming movies, I saw Sherlock Holmes 3. I don't know if this is legit. I think it would be part of the Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law series. Yeah. I would love that. No, they've been- I love Sherlock Holmes. I love those movies. That would be amazing. But it was just, like, rumored. And obviously, with everything, they probably haven't been able to work on it. But I hope that that's real. Um, and then my last one is Disney Plus is releasing a filmed Broadway show of Hamilton, hence the t-shirt today. Um, that comes out on July 3rd, and since it's Disney Plus, everyone can watch it. I don't have Disney Plus. I'm either going to buy it for a week or rip off somebody else so I can watch it. But I think that'll just be a really good thing, like, for people to watch while all of this craziness is going on or dwindling down. 
and to see the original cast. I think that's great. So not really like a movie coming up, but at least just a good piece of content to watch. A lot of musicals, a lot of musicals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, here for I'm, I'm curious to see how A Quiet Place 2 goes. Because um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it was John Krasinski's directorial debut. Um, and so I'm curious to see what his follow-up is, uh, what his follow-up does, how it goes. And that's going to be interesting because the follow-up is a literal follow-up to the first movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, same cast, um, but it looks like it's a sequel, prequel. Billion Murphy, join in the crew. Let's Billion Murphy. It. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an impressive cast. Um, or Very excited cast. for him. So, no, I, I have high hopes. Or I'm definitely giving it the benefit of the doubt. It's more of um, a stretch on John Krasinski's writing as well, because even though he was kind of attributed with the screenplay for the last one, two other guys wrote it first, and then he just made adjustments for what he wanted. So this one will be a true test of his ability to write and tell a story, because he's not basing it on something else that two other people wrote. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. And yeah, unfortunately, that was the ones that were pushed back. I think that was it pushed back indefinitely. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, it was he had said, until we can all watch it together. That was like in his tweet. Okay. So hopefully that I mean, I'm excited to see that. So maybe it'll join the fall October horror surge. But we'll see. Um, We haven't done latest news in a while, but just a couple big things have come out recently that we wanted to mention. The first being that Disney Plus picked up Percy Jackson, the books, and they're going to make a show out of it. And it's supposed to be five seasons, a season per book. And there was a lot of memes going around about how the movie that they made like 10 years ago almost didn't do it justice, which it didn't, but I still love that movie. But yeah, either way, they're getting a faithful adaptation now. I am very excited for this. First of all, yeah, the movies did not do it any justice, which is so unfortunate. Um, I loved I loved the first movie. Like I've seen it probably around 10, 15 I times. I love that movie. Um, I know. It's more of a staple of my childhood than anything. But, that, me too. Me too. Uh, I, Disney Plus, or Disney is not afraid of throwing money at their projects. And this is a franchise that needs a good budget. So mm-hmm. I am excited about that. And with, they've done decent with The Mandalorian. It had its ups and downs, but The Mandalorian was a really solid show. And if it's anything like that, I will be very happy. All right, I'm that, that's where my bar is set. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have the source materials, they have the budget, just don't, I don't know, don't stray from the source materials, period. Like, I think that's all you really need to do. Get a good cast in there and there you go. So we already have a solid fan base. Like everyone who loved yeah. Percy Jackson 10 years ago is immediately going to come back to it. There's no denying oh, yeah. that. So. No, it's a, I think it's a very big franchise that's been untapped and like, the movie, TV show mm-hmm. like, industry. Like, that is something but billions of dollars. There is a musical about it. 
they made a musical oh based on the first book and it's not what? bad it's more faithful than the original movie and the songs are they're pretty fun oh my god i didn't know that and that is horrifying i don't want to no it really, it's good it's fun uh okay i'll, I'll take you go listen to the soundtrack i don't know if that'll happen but you know yeah i'll go i'll I'll give it a listen. I'll, give I'll, it a, I'll send you a few night. songs specifically to listen to. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, so our next and kind of final bit of news is kind of a doozy. Um, so there are rumors that AMC is expected to file for bankruptcy. Um, AMC is the largest movie theater chain, I think, not only in America, I want to say not only in America, but in the world, but I'd hesitate to say internationally. Uh, definitely in America is the largest uh, movie theater chain. And obviously with the uh, stay-at-home orders in place, COVID-19 raging right now, um, movie theaters have been shut down for several months. And a lot of movie theaters are taking major losses. And AMC has a lot of uh, overhead that they're unable to pay for. Um, so, yeah, they're expected to file for bankruptcy. But an interesting twist to the story is that there are a lot of rumors that Amazon might come in and buy AMC. Um, so Amazon might be looking to get into the movie theater business. Um, really just growing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Amazon is just everywhere. <laughs> the but, world is either owned by Disney or Amazon. Yeah. I, now, Amazon has its own like streaming service, Amazon Prime Video, which and I think is very solid. Me too. Yeah, they do. Um, they produce a lot of solid movies, a lot of solid TV shows, not solid, like great TV shows. Like, have you ever watched The Boys or, um, oh, what's the one? The Boys is, um, Eric Kripke, Eric Kripke, right? Yes. Um, yep. And excellent TV show, huge, um, TV show too. And they've also, I think they're making a Lord of the Rings TV show as well. Um, they acquired the rights for like a billion dollars. Anyways, they have a lot of properties, a lot of, um, a lot of money behind them. And them going into this industry is very interesting. It's, it's interesting because it's the equivalent of what if Netflix started to buy up theaters and started getting into the movie theater industry. This is an exercise of, oh, this could be an exercise of what, what the stream service can or maybe should do um because as much as the movie theater industry is struggling right now it is still like it's been around for a while for a reason people like going out to movies it's a thing to do it's a reason to get out of the house um and i think that is an currently a untapped market for the streaming industry like that is something they can get into especially if they're struggling they have the background or the strength of having uh, so much financial success with the streaming services that they can now branch out into movie theater industries and have a solid, you know, foundation for that. Um, so I'm curious to see if this happens. And I think if it does, um, we're going to see, yeah, like Hulu or maybe even Disney, like buying up, straight up buying up movie theaters just to show their own stuff um, or show their own productions. <clears throat> It just seems so ironic because streaming services were so focused toward like immediate content. And then yeah. if, like you're saying, if that becomes a trend or just a possible solution, 
it would be reverting back almost to movie theaters? Yeah, this will be a replacement of the streaming service, or this isn't a transition to a replacement of the streaming service. <clears throat> like I said before, people like going out. They just, it's more convenient to sit at home and watch movies, but some, a lot of times people still want to go out and do stuff, and this is the opportunity to do that. Um, so, but I don't think it's a strong enough industry to survive on its own anymore, which is very unfortunate. Um, as we see with AMC, who is now filing for bankruptcy after this major hit. So, I don't know. That's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, <clears throat> to say the least, to see what happens. Keep an eye on. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well. So that's, that's our little news there. Little update, but. We're going to go into our last round of recommendations for this quarantine, self-isolation, stay-at-home, what have you. Hopefully it ends soon, but in the meantime, we got a couple more things to say. Um, do you want to first or you want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? All right. Um, as I mentioned last episode, I'm doing a lot of rereading, rewatching things, just kind of getting through that way. There's nothing new that I'm interested in too much. And it takes me a while to like get into things. So I've just kind of been reverting back. Um, so I'm rereading All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a story about German soldiers in World War One and just kind of their, I don't know, experience, personal experience. I, in, over J-Term, I took a class with Kayla, our producer that was very focused on World War One, World War Two. So I've been in a huge, surge of that kind of stuff since that class. I was always interested in that time period and those events, but especially now. So rereading that book, as I had mentioned a couple episodes earlier, I've watched 1917 like three or four times in the past couple weeks. I watched that again yesterday. So always recommending that. Um, and then I also plan to reread the Six of Crows duology because the Netflix show Shadow and Bone is still scheduled to come out this year, which I don't see why it wouldn't. It's all film. They just have to do the editing for it, but that also might be kind of delayed. Um, but hopefully that comes out soon. The first series for that is the Grisha trilogy. That's the main thing the show is based on, but Six of Crows is two of them. That and its sequel, Crooked Kingdom, are two of my favorites, and they're going to be in there as well. So I'm going to give those a reread, and I'd recommend everyone to catch up on those books if you're interested in seeing that show. Um, and then for music-wise, Sean James, he has a couple albums he's been working for the past like oh gosh good five to ten years i would say his most recent album came out last year i believe and i've just been listening to his music a lot it's kind of folky but kind of alternative it's a little bit in there and that's kind of my range of music anyway so he's a good fit um i don't have any movie recs Again, just really been rewatching some old stuff, some personal favorites, but I'm always down for your recs as well, if you have them. Reed? Yeah. Over. Well, the first one on my list, I can't call it a recommendation. Um, it's what I watched. I, my girlfriend forced me to watch this with her. It was uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. The Revival! Um, yeah. Um, it's 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 not good. It's not good. Hey, um, you're getting ready for Midnight Sun. 
Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm getting ready uh, to totally ignore it. Um, <laughs> Agreed. The, the movie was very bad. Dialogue was terrible. Script was terrible. Uh, <clears throat> the CGI is <clears throat> god-awful. <clears throat> they have a CGI baby, and it's horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying. Like, who okayed that? Who thought it looked good? I don't know. Isn't Anyways, it supposed to be like a vampire child or something? Yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to go fast. So they didn't want to, okay. they didn't want to hire several like children to play the one child. Instead, they CGI the child for a good portion of it, and the right. CGI baby is terrifying. Like it does, <laughs> it does not look convincing in the slightest. Yeah. Um. So I cannot recommend. I cannot recommend that. It's just what I was watching. Um, I'm and um, better news. I'm currently rewatching Parks and Recreation. Love it. Um, one of the greatest, greatest sitcoms out there, in my opinion. Um, hilarious. I'm still cracking up, even though I've rewatched it many times. Um, love the cast. Love everything about it. Um, it's slowly like. It just continues to get better throughout the season. Like the last season is like great in my opinion. Like that I think it's hard to do. So, you know, kudos to them for doing that. Um my next one, bit niche and let's see, I started watching a uh very um critically acclaimed anime called uh Full Metal Alchemist. Um pretty nerdy of me. Um, but it was a really good show and it, I cruised through it in like less than a week. Um, <clears throat> really cool animation. Story is very interesting. Um, so I would recommend that if you're into anime. And um, <laughs> another critically acclaimed show I watched. I don't know if I brought this up already, but I'm going to recommend it again. Uh, Chernobyl. I think um, I brought it up. You brought it up? Okay. Yeah, because I uh, watched I, it over Easter. <clears throat> yeah, I, I watched it too. Um, last week, I sat down and watched the whole thing in one sitting. I shouldn't have. Very depressing. Um, it's heavy, yeah. It's one of the most downer shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, it is, it is a heavy watch. Um, <clears throat> at one point, there's a big chin of an episode where some guys go around hunting dogs, stray dogs. That gives you a hint at how depressing it is. Um, but still really <clears throat> really great show um they examined the the disaster of chernobyl on like many different levels like the scientific level what happened bureaucratically what happened politically what was the fallout and then a human level too like you see several people and how they dealt with, with it how they were affected by it so the entire it's story is everything, just, which is yeah. i think works in its favor it does yeah it's it very for like the science behind it and for sciencey people but like you said it's not without emotion like it definitely has personal connection yeah. and then the political aspect is this i think more so the main point of the show yeah but it's, it's done pretty well no they weave all these different elements in it it's yeah very strong show um very heavy though so uh, yeah just go in there expecting that i guess but i would highly recommend it um, and the last thing on my list, I watch, uh, this was actually last night, um, Chance the Rapper had a live quarantine concert to raise money for, um, 
raise awareness for small businesses. Um, and I'm kind of just a recent fan of Chance Rapper, and it was a very, um, it was a very cool show. And he's uh, he's definitely a genuine artist where he's uh, he works hard and he cares about others. And he's he, between every song, he would shout out a different business in his a small business in his neighborhood, like to gardener support for it. Um, so it was that was really cool and it's it's nice to see different artists and um, people with spotlight doing stuff like that they're bringing attention to that and raising money and awareness for businesses businesses that are struggling right now so it's just really nice to see and on that note that wraps up my recommendations yeah that's all we've got that's all we got guys um you know i'd like to thank you guys producer kayla um, Kate and Althea in the past who you know have worked with us this has been a really fun ride this has definitely been a highlight of my college career and hopefully Maddie can find a, a, a somewhat manageable replacement for me I know I have set a really high bar um, <laughs> the show might as well just end or just, yeah. just be done just, yeah I, I'm leaving with the show I'm taking everything with me sorry guys <laughs> um, but Hopefully you can find a good replacement and continue the show going because I think this yeah. is this is fun. It keeps hopefully it keeps our listeners entertained and informed about the industry a little bit. And yeah, so I've had maybe a, we'll I've had have a real, to come back and guest on the show. I will. You know what? Yes, I will come back. Come back and guest on the show. Oh, for sure. That's what if you guys do. invite me back. I will. I will accept that invitation. Kayla, we're not gonna invite him. Back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Well, we wish you the best of luck after next week of finals and whatever you got to go do in the adult world, I suppose. Um, uh, I got to go really be an adult now. Chatting with you these past few semesters, honestly, about the most random things. And it's been really fun. And everyone we've gotten to interview has been really cool. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for hosting. And thanks, everyone, for always listening and coming back. and dealing with our shenanigans and <laughs> I guess we'll see y'all next season see you guys